That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. So I'm not, but you know, I don't think I would have said anything that would cause anyone to be alarmed. Oh, no, no, no. We would have Because I had a map, I had oh, the route, yeah. I had the compass, I'd done yeah, this before. Sure. This way. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. I'm Peter Bielman. And I'm Cecil Davis. Hey, we're just trying to have a conversation without Googling something after Cecil says something strange or I say something ridiculous. We're not going to fact check it. We're just going to keep talking through it. Maybe even right. challenge and disagree. That's how we used to talk. We did used to talk like that. What happened? And the, the collective we. That's how the collective we used to talk. That's right. That's right. You'd sit around your dorm room and you'd argue about something that nobody could prove one way or the other. Exactly. And you'd spend, we'd spend a lot of hours doing that. Oh, man. Solving the world's problems. Absolutely. Well, if anyone's keeping track, we've probably spent 26 hours of talking. If right. you add up our average time and the number of episodes. We spent 26 hours talking about <laughs> maybe what some people call utter nonsense. We have spent a full day just talking. So, uh, you know, one of the things that you might say when you hear this is that don't sound right. And what I'm going to say is this. We have been entrusted at some points in our lives to take teenagers out in the woods, hiking in the middle of nowhere over several nights. I, your story, to me, don't sound right for a lot of reasons. <laughs> and the reason, number one, is I... So your story takes place in Linville Gorge. Linville Gorge in North Car- central North Carolina in the Appalachian okay. Mountains. If you're not familiar with Linville Gorge, I used to live up near the, near the gorge in Spruce Pine. Okay. And they would fish somebody out of that gorge at least once a summer where they wandered in and got lost because... The gorge isn't marked. No, the the yeah the, the the trail system is well. They call it a primitive area or a wilderness area, and for some reason they decided either to disallow it or discourage marking the trails, yeah. which just doesn't sound like a good idea. But they <laughs> did anyway. The trails aren't marked, so you really it's really dependent on the popularity of the trail. Yeah. So you can even see the trail and find the trail. Right. Or your navigational skills. Or your navigational skills. Now, the, also known as orienteering, map and compass, yes. all that good stuff. So the gorge is is big. Uh, it's a big river gorge that runs in North Carolina, and um, once you get into the gorge, uh, it's hard to find your way back out. But you took a youth group in there. Yeah, I took a I, t- I took a bunch of bunch of guys. I'm, I want to say. There's probably three, three, two other leaders, and it must have been ten guys because we had two vans worth of, of humans. Wow. going into so, there, all heavily experienced backpackers with great orient, orientation skills, uh, orienting skills. None, none of that, none <laughs> of that. Now, I mean, I've been done. I've done a lot of backpacking, and so I've done a lot of, and I've done a lot of navigation. So I can, I feel like I'm pretty competent with a map and a compass. In a marked trail. <laughs> <laughs> a 
clearly plays trail. Right, and so the, the, the gist of this was we, um, we were hiking, we started, the idea is we start on the, on the east side of the gorge, um, on, the, on the northern end, so that's the upstream end. We hike down into the gorge, down by the river, and then there's a trail that follows the river going south, and it's, uh, so you have to go down, cross the river, and then you follow the river down. Then you have to cross back over the river going east, and then there's a trail that takes you back up and out of the gorge. On the on the uh, still, still on, on, on the east side. Still on okay. the east side. So you still cross back over twice. Right, we cross twice. So it was you and how many leaders? Uh, there are two other leaders and then uh, about ten guys. Ten guys. How yeah. old? Well, all high school. All high school. These are okay. all high school. So guys. 16, so, 17, 18? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, so everything was really going fine. We were a little bit behind schedule. We got uh, we got down to the bottom of the river. And then we started following that trail. And then the interesting thing started to happen is that particular trail actually started to lose its shape. So what started out as a pretty worn out trail, worn down trail, where you could, you know, say that is a trail. It got to the point where you started to wonder, are we on the trail? Where is the trail? Now we knew where we were because we were still following the river. And we had to get down to a certain point uh, in the gorge where the new trail took us out. But you had to cross over. We had to cross over, and then you had to find the trail and then follow it out. So was it, uh, I mean, is there a crossing there? Or no, you just no. have to find it? There's no crossing. No, okay. you just had to find a good place. to. And we ended up taking our shoes off and walking across a shallow part. And I, okay. I would say it was it was no more than knee-deep. So it was an easy crossing. But right. we did have to take our shoes and socks off for a, a, wet, a wet crossing. And so we're, we're about ready to go and... We can't find the trail. And you're on the west side at this point? No, we're now we're back on you're the back east, on side, east right? side. So you've right. crossed back over again. Crossed back over, ready to go out. You can't find it. We can't find the trail. And we are looking. I mean, I sent, I sent, all, I sent all our scouts out, like, go right. look for a trail. Yeah. And so they, they went downstream a co- and back upstream a couple places, and they said, hey, is this it? And we went and looked, and then we tried to hike, and we, we just couldn't find it. We couldn't find it. And so by then, it's starting to get late. Well, at this point, though, you could have turned around. We could have turned around, yes. You hadn't committed to <laughs> no. climbing out of the gorge at this point. We had not, we had not committed. Yeah. Uh, but it did seem, but here's the issue. It would have been, a, well, it also would have been a hard climb because as we, I mean, like I said, the last half of that part of that trail mm. was virtually gone. Right. So we could find our way. It had just been it had been a grind. Yeah. Whereas if we went out the way I thought we should go out, mm-hmm. it should be relatively straightforward. Just go up, right. zigzag, and work your way up. So if you've never been in this area, this is this isn't just this is a gorge. Well, I mean, it's I, the it's you know it's the second largest gorge in the United States. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It or, is. or at least it's the largest gorge. Yeah, it's probably it's probably better to say it's the largest gorge east of the Mississippi River. I mean, they are these are sheer rock walls and in places in places, right? Uh, cliffs in places. People have died in the gorge. Right. People have fallen to their death. You People have to have a permit to camp there. Yeah. Which I didn't have. Right. So it, it uh, is. I, but in all fairness, I was not planning to camp in the gorge. <laughs> the plan was to go down and then back out and be out on the on the rim. Right. Before nightfall, to camp outside of the of the wilderness area. Right. So as we so we started hiking up, 
and it, it was a grind and it was very steep and it got steeper and steeper and I couldn't believe how steep it was getting but we were in the right spot I mean we, we had our eye on the edge of the on the edge of the gorge so we need to be in that what they call a saddle kind of a low yeah. low point in the ridge like we have to head to that saddle that's mm. where the trail should have been so we kept on heading in that direction but I mean we were getting tired it was at the end of the day so we eventually had to give up for the day and we camped alongside that hill oh man yeah I mean, on the hill on the hill uh, that's hard camping oh it was very hard camping low on water but you know we all made do some of the guys some of the seniors really stepped up I mean they were carrying another, some of the other the younger guys mm. backpacks too so oh, nice. a couple of these guys had a backpack on the front mm. and a backpack on the back oh wow oh yeah they were hardcore yeah these, these guys good. are awesome yeah so um, so you, you get you basically had to bivouac on the side of the side of the pretty hill. much yeah. pretty much so we get up the next morning and mm. we have to keep on going. And so as we're as we're as we're making along uh, our way up and down the side of this ridge, we eventually get to this low spot. And this is in the fall, so there's a lot of leaves on the ground, which made it difficult to find the trail in the first place. So we're yeah. just but we're we're off the off the trail. I roll my ankle. Ooh. I mean, it's one of those snap rolls, right? Yeah. You know, if you rolled yeah. your ankle and you heard snap, yeah. and you wondered, is that a is that a break or is that right. what was that noise yeah. but it was one of those so I was I eventually found a stick to help me up and um, we kept on making our way up and start, we started to get into these areas where we're getting into these rock cliffs or mm-hmm. these rock ledges these rock yep. walls yep. and there was a couple of them that we had to you know throw our backpack over and boost each other up to get up on it yep. and eventually we got to the point where there is nowhere to go now but to go straight up the hill ah. straight up the hill right. and it um, if you've never been to the North Carolina mountains there's this thing there's these plants called mountain laurel yeah they're kind of you can be they're like azaleas or rhododendrons yeah and they can they can grow very dense and thick and these are probably about waist high mm-hmm. but we couldn't stand up so we were all on our hands and knees kind of plowing through this rhododendron or yes. this, through this mountain laurel yep and it is, yeah, it's going. It, it is, is hard. hard it's hard going. Yep. But eventually, we get to the we get to the top. We finally make it to the top. I am so happy because I was really concerned. <laughs> I mean, I know I were where I was, right. but I'm thinking, are we ever going to get out of this yeah. gorge? Right. And we finally get, and we cross over, and there's this just beautiful, well worn path. Right. <laughs> like, there it is. That's what I was looking for. When you're going through a rhododendron like that, you do start to wonder when it's going to end. It yeah. wears you down. Yeah. It, it, you know, in the middle of the day, when mm-hmm. you're in the a cluster of rhododendron, it's dark. Yeah. You're wondering, is it is it nightfall yet already? Yeah. So, so, go ahead. Yeah, so we get to the top, and uh, one of the leaders says, okay, so how much longer do you think we have to go? And I point to this mountain way off in the distance. <laughs> it's called Table Rock. Yeah. For anyone familiar with Limbell Gorge, we started hiking between Hawksville and Table Rock. That's where we started. Yeah. Went down, went south, came back up, and had to go back north to the other side of Table Rock. And he right. asked me, where are we going? I said, see that rock? Way off of that. It was pretty, it was pretty tiny, too. Right, right. We have to go on the other side of that. Yeah. At least we're on thing, the trail. At least we're on the trail. Yeah. And we got to a, an area where it had water. And mm. Funny thing is, not one of those guys went to school on Monday because oh, okay. they were all whooped. Yep. And I mean, in fairness, I was whooped too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I had to go. Th- I had to go see a doctor for the sprained <laughs> ankle. <laughs> so the words of wisdom are, and this will tie into my story too. 
you know, before you turn your kids loose with one of us as a youth leader, really, you need to ask some questions. Just ask, just ask some yes. questions. So I'm not, but you know, I don't think I would have said anything that would cause anyone any alarm. Oh no, 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 we would because I had a map, I had the oh, route, yeah. I had the compass, I'd done yeah, this before. Sure, no sweat. In fact, I hadn't I hadn't hiked this route before, mm. but I had been in the gorge before plenty of times. You're much braver than me. I would not go in the gorge. <laughs> so, all right. So, I you have a story also where you so, um, took some youth into yeah, the into the woods into the woods. So, and parents also should have questioned. Your, parents should have been asking all kinds of questions. So it was me, and I had. Um, Two other leaders with me, which, who shall remain nameless to protect the innocent, um, and there may have been a there may have been a third leader that came with us uh, that left that night. But um, as I remember, the next morning it was just me and this one other guy. Um, a couple stayed the night, but then the next day we had a group of younger boys. So these were um, like 12, 13, 14 year old boys, like middle school boys, and maybe one even younger than that. Um, and we had I don't know five or six of them. So we'd gone up in uh, the backside of Black Mountain. I don't know if you've ever been up in that area before, but it's uh, where in like micro North Carolina is, if you've ever been in that area. And um, so we're on the backside of Black Mountain, and we were camping next to a is creek. This, is this Black Mountain the, the, the town? No, this is the Black Mountain Range. This is the Black Mountain Range, okay. Yeah. There's a yeah. Black Mountain campground, is that at the um, bottom of it? There's a campground down there. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so this is on the back. So if the side you're talking about, the town of Black Mountain would be on the kind of the southern side. I'm on the northern side of that same range. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but on the back side, we're, we're camping next to a, a little creek up in there. A lot of good trout fishing. Uh, but me and another leader decide we're going to go up to a place called uh, Lower Creek. And we're going to hike along the lower creek, and then we had the same idea that you had, which this would be another thing our kids make fun of us for, What's for that? doing something like. We were going to hike up and over um, a little rise mm-hmm. or mountain and and come back down on another river or creek called um, Lower Creek. Okay. And so we knew where both creeks were, and we thought, well, you know, and we weren't going to use a trail. We just kind of knew how to hit it. And I now this is an area I had never ever uh, Okay, all right. The so, guy that was with me had hiked it, and he was telling me where the other creek was, and so I believed him. So we started hiking, um, hiking along the creek, and then we turned and went, started up, okay? Um, and the same thing happened. As we got up, it became more sheer. It didn't become like the gorge, but it was just covered with rhododendron. Right. And so right. At, at one point, we are crawling along wildlife paths, under the rhododendron. Oh, yeah, I bet. I've got, you're using animal yeah, trails. You're using animal trails, and we're completely covered in it. And we go from about midway up that mountain to the top, climbing in rhododendron. I did not think we would ever get out of that mess. But you knew you had to get to the top eventually. We had to. Because you were going up. Yeah we, yeah, we had to get to the top. And then we had to go down because we had to hit that other creek. And if you hit the other creek, we knew where to go because we could walk back to the road because the road crosses both creeks. Okay. So Did we, it ever occur to you that you might not make the make it to the creek, or the creek might not be there? Well, it, a lot of things were occurring to me. Like, <laughs> why were these kids with me? <laughs> How was I going to protect these kids? You know, it's starting to get late. We didn't have enough water. I mean, there were so many things that had gone wrong, and when we're caught up in that rhododendron, and you just had to keep going. You couldn't stop. And that, it, it, 
you know, we're starting to see bear sign okay. up on the mountain. And, um, but thank God we, uh, we made it to the top. It, it, it began to ease up a little bit on the rhododendron. We could stand up again and hike, which was good. And we did, we made it over the rise and down to the other side and we found lower Creek and then, you know, we were home free at right, that point. Right. But, um, they and this were, was a day hike. It was a day hike. Oh, yeah. wow. We had been camping overnight, but this was just going to be a, a quick... Just a d- quick jaunt over the yeah, mountain. Yeah, a few, mile, few miles over the mountain. Um, but it ended up just being hands and knees, crawling through rhododendron to get to the top. What do you remember the reaction of the boys? What were they talking about as, we we were, as you were doing this? Middle school boys are uh, crazy resilient. And so to them, it's just this big adventure. Because they don't know that I'm lost. <laughs> They don't know the guy with me is lost. We have nothing with us because it was just a, you know, it's a three-hour tour. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't, right. Nothing of any consequence with us. They Um, haven't stepped through all of the things that could go wrong in the next 60 minutes. Yeah. I mean, if we had, if we had not found the creek and gotten hung out there at night, you know, it could have gotten pretty bad pretty quick. Yeah, no, they're, to them it's this big adventure and the, you know, the thought they might be on a bear trail and all that kind of stuff was just super <laughs> exciting. Not, it wasn't concerning, it was just right, exciting. Right. And me and the other guys, uh, I was very concerned. But, but we made it back and everybody well, was alive. What was the reaction after the trip? How did they feel? Uh, you know, again, middle school's boys are just you know, balls of energy. So they were, they were all pretty good. They were, they were scratched up pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were beat up. I was a little worried about the parents when I got home because some of them were, had gotten tore up pretty good up on that road. Oh, yeah. But everybody was fine. I didn't get any uh, nasty letters. The, uh, I, you know, my trip, my trip, I never, never heard anything uh, from parents. Mm-hmm. I did get some remarks from some of the guys who said it was the hardest thing they had ever done. <laughs> so in a way, I, I kind of took that as a compliment that, you know, we challenge these guys yeah but one of the leaders uh who i'll i'll leave him unnamed too <laughs> but you know who he is yeah. um he called that the bielman death march you <laughs> know <laughs> uh, you know you can really get messed up in the woods quickly and it's one thing if it's just you or me because then we're just responsible for ourselves. but right. when you've got a bunch of kids with you youth with you like that it just can get have you ever been in the, in the woods alone or with maybe one other person mm. and really started to wonder, where am I? Yeah, I've been lost. Um, but I've been lost in the micro sense. Uh-huh. Um, because usually in the macro sense, like even if I got lost in the gorge, now this is a theoretical question. To me, if you get lost in the gorge, just like if you are and I did, not with a group of kids, you, I feel like you could follow the river out as long as you could stay as long as you had food and water, and you just kept going downstream, yeah. eventually you're going to come out on 40. Right. You're eventually going to get, in fact, yeah. there's, there's guys and gals that kayak that yeah. river. Right. There's a takeout down there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. I've been lost on the micro level. Right. I don't know where I'm at. But on the even in those situations, I'm like, okay, I know if I walk long enough east, I'm going to hit this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Eventually you can find yourself. Yeah to a, a landmark to get you get you out it might take you a while yeah the only time I've ever really been scared like that was with those kids oh between, yeah yeah between Upper Creek and Lower Creek because I was like just because I had people with me what was the conversation between you and the other leader like well he was supremely confident in where we were headed okay like kind of like you uh, yeah, well, no, I, had, I was not supremely confident, but he uh, had hiked this area before and was supremely confident that he knew where we were at and where we were going. 
My confidence in him at that point, however, was beginning to <laughs> was becoming a little shaky, especially when we were crawling on all fours through rhododendron. So what? Where did the idea to come and do, do go do that particular trail? I think it was his idea. Okay, because he had done it before. Because he had done it. Before. All right. Yeah, but yeah. It's, so maybe uh, there's something. There's also a little life lesson for you there. As a yeah. ask some questions. <laughs> in retrospect, uh, yeah, I should have asked a lot more questions because I was the person in charge. Okay. All right. Know, they were just helping out, and so it, eventually it all fell back to me. Yes, it did. Yep. But it worked out. It worked out. Have you ever been lost? Like truly lost, uh, like you said in the in the micro sense where I was I was out in a um, in a in a wilderness area, um, deer hunting, and mm-hmm. so I was looking for a particular spot, and I thought I'd found it. Then I realized I wasn't where I thought I was, so I tried to backtrack. And as I backtracked, nothing started to look familiar. Right, and then. Then I, yeah, then I, yeah, that's where I realized, man, I don't really know where I'm at. Now I had my phone and GPS, yeah. So I, I got it, I got, I got it out in order to help me. But I was trying, you know, I was trying to do it by sight, yeah. Right with that, right. That and when I couldn't do it by sight, that's where I really thought, wow, this is, I am really turned around. Yep. And I've never really appreciated how easy it is to get turned around because I'm usually on a trail, yeah. right? I'm usually on a trail. I'm in an area I'm familiar with. So when I hear about these guys and gals that get that are hiking and they get turned around, I have a lot of a lot of sympathy for them. Like that oh yeah, it it doesn't take much. It mm-hmm. really doesn't take much, especially if you're in a place where you're not too familiar with. Yeah. And the reality is, I was actually very familiar with this area. So right. in, the, in the macro sense, I could find my way out. But this particular patch of land where I was wandering around. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, good grief, this is not looking familiar. I was just here. What is going on? Yeah. I, uh, my dad, I think it was my dad and I stumbled, it was either my dad and I or, or, my, or he and my brother. There was a, um, a, a couple and a, a girl was leading a guy and the guy was visually impaired. And so she was the guide, but she was lost. But he uh, knew, kept trying to tell her that they were going the wrong way because they crossed a, it crossed a creek and he knew they weren't supposed to cross a creek. Um. He was using his other, you know, he was using. He actually had a better bearing, not yeah. being able to see, right. than she did seeing. Right, right. Because yeah, he had kind of knew they had gotten off course. Have you ever been in a uh, in a car and you're driving somewhere that you've driven a lot, mm-hmm. and but you've been you're you're in the back or mm-hmm. you're in your and you get your eyes closed. You're kind of in that twilight mm-hmm. of between sleeping, mm-hmm. and you're trying to. And you realize I know where I'm at just based on the turns and the oh, speed yeah. of the car. Have that yeah, has yeah. that ever happened to you? Yeah, I remember that a lot as a kid. That I would do that. When we were coming back, I was on a mm. cross country trip in an eighteen wheeler mm. coming back from actually Alaska. Mm. So we were driving from Alaska to Greensboro, mm. and it was that last stint that uh, we switched drivers in West Virginia. So I was mm. now in the sleeper bunk. I, don't, mm. I wasn't driving. And I had a hard, I had just had a Starbucks and a Cinnabon. Right. <laughs> I didn't plan that right. Yeah. So I, was a hard, I had a hard time falling asleep. I really mm. wanted to sleep. Yeah. But the whole back, the whole trip back from mm. the West Virginia Turnpike mm-hmm. all the way back to Greensboro, mm. 
I just about could envision where I was based on the speed right. and what the what the vehicle was doing. You know, weaving yeah. it out in traffic, or yeah. was it pulling up a hill, or was it cruising down a hill? Mm. Even down to getting off at Colfax, and, oh, wow. and then making those turns that make make our way back to the uh, the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's your body gets used to certain that, things. I mean, that 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 that's a pretty amazing that we can do that. Yeah, it I is. think my kids have said that they've had that exact same sensation that they were in the back. You know, they kind of woke up, but they knew where they were based yeah. on. I've seen my kids like kind of wake up because I think they get that sensation that they're they're close to home. They're close to home. It's time. Yeah. It's time to get up. Time to wake up. So the uh, it don't sound right. Uh, it's probably time for you to wake up uh, during this episode <laughs> if, you've, if you've toast off. Yeah. <laughs> but you've hey, they, thanks for end. hanging in there. Yeah. You've come to the end of another That Don't Sound Right. Hey, before we close, we want to thank everyone again for listening. If this is your first time and enjoyed the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button on the platform that you use? Think about giving us a rating and leaving us a review. But for those that you have been with us for a while, we thank you too. We thank you that you get it, what we're doing, and that you're participating with your friends and family and with us. And uh, yeah, promote us because we don't promote ourselves very well. As we learned on the last episode. That's right. That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I am your co-host, Cecil Davis, and I'm also your sound engineer. Your web designer and other host is Peter Billman. Emily is our graphic designer. Giorgio is our product tester. Brent is our brand ambassador. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. All right, so until next Saturday night, keep talking. And stay curious. Mm-hmm.